Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. You'd almost think that the attempted ousting of President Donald Trump and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was a coincidence. Why would such attempts be even made? Pastor J.D. shares with us today that perhaps the reason is that this will pave the way for a new peace treaty in the Middle East. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 12, 2020. Isaiah 17, particularly verse 1, is a prophecy that foretells the sudden destruction, sudden destruction of Damascus, Syria, so much so it will become a ruinous heap and the city will be uninhabitable. Zechariah 12, very uh, interesting prophecy where God says He Himself will make Jerusalem a burdensome cup an intoxicating cup, the obsession of the entire world. They will be intoxicated with and obsessed by Jerusalem, and particularly the immovable, burdensome boundary stone as they seek to cut it up and divide it. And God declares, if you try to cut it up, I will cut you up into pieces. That's my city. So it's a prophecy concerning Jerusalem, specifically the dividing of Jerusalem. Ezekiel 38, we've been talking about this quite a bit the last, especially the last year. It is briefly, here's a summary. It is a prophecy about an alliance of nations with Russia, Iran, and Turkey at the helm that invade Israel for the purpose of taking the prosperity that Israel has. Daniel 9.27, another very interesting and even detailed prophecy about how the Antichrist will make a seven-year covenant, confirm a covenant for seven years, and at the midpoint of that seven years, he will demand to be worshiped as God in the temple, committing an abomination that causes desolation. I don't want to get too far into that, but it is a prophecy about the seven-year peace covenant. And then Revelation 13, briefly a summary of the Antichrist effectively controlling the entire world, a one world government, a one world religion, and a one world um, economy, particularly a one world economy. So uh, I put these puzzle pieces in this order, this way, and by way of an illustration, I suppose you could liken it to the proverbial domino effect. And I'll explain what I mean by that. 
So when you knock over one domino, it then has this chain reaction of knocking down all the other ones. So now the question is, what's the first domino? And I truly believe the first domino is 1 Thessalonians 5.3, that at a time when people, at the time people, while they are saying those two words specifically, peace and security, at that time sudden destruction, sudden destruction will come upon them as a woman travailing in labor, and they will not escape. This is why I'm putting the next puzzle piece of Isaiah 17 concerning what I believe will be the sudden destruction of Damascus, Syria. There's every indication from this prophecy in Isaiah that it happens very quickly. It's also why I'm putting the Zechariah 12 prophecy puzzle piece concerning Jerusalem in place by virtue of the enemies of Israel who are, as we speak, seeking to quote-unquote liberate, divide Jerusalem. And it's also why I have the Ezekiel 38 piece in place, because I see the other prophecies as the catalyst for Russia, Iran, Turkey, et al, all to invade for the purpose, as we're told in verse 13 of Ezekiel 38, of taking a spoil, a booty, gold, oil, natural gas, all of the above. Now, this is where it gets interesting, because it's very possible, and we talked about this last week, that on the heels of God defeating this allied invasion, the Antichrist will come on the scene and make this peace agreement and fulfill Daniel 9.27. And this because the seven-year peace agreement is what starts the seven-year tribulation, aka the 70th week of Daniel, aka the time of Jacob's trouble, Israel's trouble. And one, one real quick side note here that is very important. This word for confirm in Daniel 9.27, he will confirm a covenant. It's a very interesting word in the original language of the Hebrew, which happens to be the same original uh, word in my native tongue of Arabic. It's the word hegbir, hegbir. And it means superior or greater. You know in Islam they say, Allah hu akbar. It's not Allah, who by the way is not the same as Jehovah. Allah is the name of their God. Allah is a false God, Muhammad a false prophet. Whenever they declare and pray Allahu Akbar in Arabic, they are saying Allah is greater, not great, greater, even greatest. And this Akbar comes from the same word as Hikbar, Hikbar, greater, superior, an achievement to make superior, to make 
greater. That's what the Antichrist is going to do when he makes this, confirms Hikbar, this peace covenant. Okay, now, here's the question. Where does the rapture fit into this puzzle? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. You're asking that question, right? I know, because I can read your mind. Just a minute. Here, here it comes. Where does the rapture fit into this scenario? What if I told you that it could be in concert with, simultaneously with, said sudden destruction? Let me explain how I get there. I am becoming increasingly convinced that when sudden destruction comes down, we go up. The Antichrist cannot be revealed until the church is removed. And God cannot finish His plan for the Jewish people until the church is removed. That's why it's called the time of Jacob's trouble, the time of Israel's trouble. It's that 70th week of Daniel where God now shifts His attention upon His people, the Jewish people, and Israel. And the purpose of that seven-year tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. In other words, the rapture has to happen before all of this can happen. You see where I'm going, right? If it's all beginning to happen, then we need to be looking up. I was thinking about this today earlier, that when things are good down here, we don't really think about the rapture as much and, and going to be with the Lord. Because things are good right now. But boy, when things aren't going good down here, doesn't it make you want to go up there to be with the Lord? You think maybe that's what the Lord wants to do with us, especially those of us here in America, is He's loosening our grip on this world and the things of this world to ready us for the next? I mean, listen, as, as I <laughs> look at this, and I've been studying this for many, many years, and I see all of these things that are beginning to happen, and I, I have to come to the conclusion that this is it, because I can't imagine a scenario where all of a sudden it's going to just kind of calm down. I think it's going to speed up. And this is really the answer to the question of, why does it seem like it's just moving so fast? It kind of has to, doesn't it? I mean, wouldn't just the word sudden alone, you know what the word sudden means? Sudden. I know, again, very deeply profound, but it's going to happen suddenly. Jesus said, behold, I come quickly. It all has to happen very quickly, which is why every week we do these prophecy updates and end with the gospel 
of Jesus Christ, the good news of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. And we also end with the childlike, simple ABCs of salvation. I want to, before we get to this, I want to share with you a powerful testimony from an online member by the name of JB. She actually changed her name to JB after she learned what my name JD stood for, which is Jesus' disciple. So she changed her name to JB, Jesus' bride. How precious is that, right? I'm going to show you a picture of our sister JB. And this was at her uh, mom's funeral, which took place about a week ago. And I just want to share with you what she uh, uh, told me. She said, you know well that, speaking of her mom, she had grown up traditional Buddhism temple family. They were high up in Buddhism, her mom and her dad. But she came to Christ last year and was baptized in October of 2019. So at the funeral, many came and uh, they were very surprised to learn that she had come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Uh, she writes, God also gave me a big blessing because Keo, who met you in Minnesota, I did uh, meet her there at Jan's conference, came to interpret for Justin. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, Justin is the son of Fred and Karen Lucero, who used to uh, be here. They moved to the mainland. Justin uh, went to Japan to start a church, and uh, his dad uh, got saved when Kim Harris, Paula's husband, who's now with the Lord, had shared the gospel with him back in the early 80s. I mean, it's such a small world. Who knew? Well, God knew. And God knew that JB would be watching a video on YouTube, and she would hear the ABCs of salvation and give her life to Jesus Christ. And she is on fire for the Lord today. So she goes on, she said, uh, I reached her because she had translated your sermon by herself a few years ago. I started participating in the translation as well with her. She was the pioneer for that. The Lord made me find her online ministry at divineus.org, and I found you there, because they were taking the prophecy updates and translating them into Japanese with the uh, Japanese subtitles, so that uh, people in Japan are watching these prophecy updates and the ABCs of salvation, and they're getting saved. Hello? They're getting, it's, 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 yes, thank you. Anyway, she says, you know how much of a blessing it poured into my sadness. You can see her at the right and Justin next to me in kimono with mom's photo. She said, at the funeral, Justin and Kayo preached the gospel, the saving knowledge of Jesus, the hope we will go to heaven, and could see mom as well soon. We put the ABC salvation tract in each bag in Japanese. They translated it into Japanese. So the visitors would take it back home. The Lord used mom's death for his glory. 
I've become a born again Christian just about two years ago. And interesting, lastly, that's when we started doing the ABCs of salvation. That's why I'm going to continue to do the ABCs of salvation every week until, well, there'll be one week where I won't do it anymore. No need. And you better know why. (laughs) What are the ABCs of salvation? The ABCs of salvation is really a simple childlike explanation of how to be saved. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned and that you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 says why? The reason is all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 says, the penalty for that sin, because all have sinned, the wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. Here comes the good news, the gospel. The good news is that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How does that work? Well, We've all been sentenced to death, if you will, because we've all transgressed and broken God's law, fallen short of God's perfect standard of righteousness, and have sinned against God. And the penalty is death. And that's the bad news. And Jesus Christ came. He was crucified, went to His death in our stead, paid in full the price with His life for our eternal life. And He rose again and defeated death. And that's the good news. And He paid for this gift. And that gift is made available to every single one of us. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, very simple, Romans ten thirteen. By the way, this month is my 38th birthday, spiritually. I don't like to talk about my other birthday. I want to talk about my spiritual birthday. I'm only 38. I look pretty good for... No, I don't. (laughs) 38 years ago. I was one of the all that uh, Romans 10, 13 says. It says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Why don't you all stand? If you're here in this church or watching online, and you've never called upon the name of the Lord, confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart, putting your trust in Him for the forgiveness of sin, acknowledging your sin, your need for the Savior, 
I would implore you to not put off the most important decision of your life for eternal life any longer. I know I say that every week, but I don't know how else to say it. But the time is at hand. Everything that we were told would happen at the time of the end is beginning to happen. And Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. I truly believe with all my heart, I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that our redemption draws ever so nigh, even more than we could ever imagine. I know a couple of weeks ago I made the comment about this year of 2020 being a very interesting year. It's already started off that way. I think we're in for a very interesting year. Should the Lord tarry this year? So many things are happening so fast with this unstoppable momentum. And I think the clarion call, as we were talking about in our First Thessalonians study, is to hear that those who have an ear hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today. And I truly believe that what the Lord is saying is, I'm coming, I'm coming soon, I'm coming quickly, I'm coming. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you. Lord, I thank you for Bible prophecy. I thank you that for those of us who know you, and know what you say in your word about the time of the end, that this can actually be exciting. But Lord, we're also very aware of those for whom this is not exciting. It's actually terrifying. And that could be a good thing, because I've often said it, I know it's kind of a crass way to say it and pray it, but I'd much rather scare somebody into heaven than flatter them into hell. Lord, if it takes a healthy fear, a fear of you, Lord, then so be it. These are fearful times. And so, Lord, I, I do pray, maybe somebody's watching, maybe in Japan, <laughs> maybe in Iran, maybe in Saudi Arabia, maybe in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, in the Middle East, in Israel. How about that? And what I've shared today has really hit home, because you have spoken to their heart. Lord, I pray they would open their heart to you, call upon you, believing in their heart, turning from their sin, turning to you. Lord, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. And Lord, lastly, Maranatha, come quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you.
come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.